Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite. From the Crosley Studios in Race City, USA, here's your host, Kyle Armstrong. Welcome back to another edition of the Forward Bike Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Armstrong. Happy to be joined back in studio here again today with Adam Logan. Adam's been uh, been on the road, a road warrior here. I've been calling him Asphalt Adam, NASCAR Adam, and uh, so on and so forth. What have you been up to here lately? Whew. Tell I the be- folks at home. Man, I've been stuck in NASCAR land for the past three weeks with uh, with work. Or um, So we take a... We, we service the NASCAR Xfinity trucks and all them at the at the tracks with the trailer and everything. And our truck driver decided, well, didn't decide. I mean, he just got hurt. So I've had to fill in on the weekends at the at the NASCAR event. So I've been doing that since the the Bristol dirt race. So I've been NASCAR land. Well, you went that first week. It was dirt. You thought. Yeah. You thought, man, this is just like what I thought. And. I was like, yeah, we're back dirt racing. I figured I was waiting for people to come over there and, what do I need to do? And then the next week you go and it's Talladega. And then it's Talladega. And you were at Dover yesterday. And I was, at, I was at Dover till it rained yesterday and hopped the plane and come back home. There's no reason for me to stay today. So. Yeah, I was surprised to see you there this morning. I know. <laughs> I figured you'd have to have been there again today. No, well, we, it, it rained out. You know, it started to rain and all the... So one of the part of the deal we take to the, the on the trailer that we take to the tracks, um, all the pit guns. So you know now the teams aren't in charge of their pit guns. There's one company called United Race Parts, and they provide all the pit guns for Xfinity and and the Cup Cup guys. So we take those track to track to track, and um, so it started raining, and about one guy brings his pit gun back, and I'm thinking, did they well, did they call it? He's like, no, I'm just trying to get cleaned up. We had to hop a plane and go home. I'll be the first one on the plane. So then another guy brought his pit gun. Then another guy was like, okay, I think they know something we don't know. And so they ended up, you know, calling the race and called boss man and said, can we get out of here? Can we get, can I hop a plane tonight and get home? He said, yeah, let me work on that. So hopped on a plane and. Flew back home last night, so I didn't have to stick around today. Which most at at this point, you know, once the race starts, usually there like no one comes in and, and buys parts. Like at that point, everything is, you know, they've made their bed, they're they're in it now. So if something happens, it's, it, you know, we don't we can't help them. So there was no, you know, they already had so many laps in, so there was, you know, I didn't need to be there. So right. So I come on home. Come to work today. There you go. No day off. You got to go to Tal. Yeah, no days off anymore. Nope. What about Talladega? Did you go to the dirt track there? I did not go to the dirt track because I went to Talladega Boulevard. So how was that? Oh, that was that. Talladega Boulevard is something to experience. 
it ain't like it used to be, but it is still is it's still a damn good time. I hear you. They had a um, they had a concert Saturday, uh, yeah, Saturday night. Had Riley Green had big big stage up there, and he's playing. Fans going nuts, and so we did that. And as soon as that's over with, you know, all these people are filing out and heading down Talladega Boulevard, and it's it's um it's wild. Um, you just look left and you see. Oh, there's a stripper pole. You look right, and some guys are shotgunning beers and doing keg stands, and you got people riding on lawnmowers down through there and pushing lawnmowers with a a frame on it with a cooler on top of it, and it's just anything you can think of, you'll see it. Anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes. Like I said, it used to be, it used to be, you know, wilder. There used yeah. to be all sorts of stuff going on down through there. It's kind of calm, you know, they kind of calm down. But I'm telling you, there's no place, no place like Talladega, that I, infield. Yeah, I've never been. I might have to go see that one these days. But but no, I didn't. I didn't make it over to the dirt track. I kind of wanted to, um, but I didn't have a vehicle. I rode down there with somebody, so I was kind of riding with him. But I did want to. I almost wanted to go over there just because last minute we were leaving the track. Heading back to the hotel on Saturday, on Friday, Friday afternoon. Um, and I was, you know, pulled up Facebook and it, Chase Elliott announced he was going to race, um, I guess, the CVR car. I don't know if it was the house car or whatever, but whatever. He was going to race the dirt track that night. I was like, man, that'd be pretty cool to go over there and, and watch that. But like I said, it, I was riding along with somebody else, so I, I wasn't going to force them to go sit at the dirt track all night. It was so. cold down there, wasn't it? I think I watched some of that on TV. Everybody was... It wasn't at night. It was it was warm during the day, but at night it kind of got chilly. Yeah. Like, I, I, you could wear a hoodie and be fine. Right. You know, shorts and hoodies, but... I'm trying to think of the last time I was at a race. I hadn't had time to really go to one. I've been doing other things over the last couple of weeks, but we did uh, see some controversy there at Bristol on Ooh. Friday night. I guess we can talk about that. Yeah, a little... Someone didn't like the the call that was made, which we weren't there. You know, you kind of hear you hear both sides of it, but I wasn't know. there, and I really didn't even watch it. But I just from what I see, I didn't. So I was up at Dover, and we went out to dinner. And up there, you know, once you leave the track, you're kind of it's kind of like a Talladega situation, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And so we we go to this place to eat, and I was like, I'm gonna pull it up on my phone and watch it. And in between spotty services and everything, I finally get the race going, and it's probably like 10 laps to go. And I can't remember who was leading. Davenport. Was, or Ricky Weiss. Ricky Weiss was leading. I remember Ricky Weiss was leading, J.D. was second, and Larson was third. And I was thinking, okay, that's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, I see Larson on the high side just, I mean, just railing the top. I'm like, okay. Then they, they catch Ricky. They pass him in lap traffic. Then it's just J.D. and Larson. I think that's typical. You know, them guys, you know, they've kind of raced there for the last month almost. So, I mean, that's that's what you expect out of the Bristol race was them guys going after it. Larson has a flat. J.D. goes on and wins. And I didn't realize until afterwards that Larson had to start in the tail because he missed the lineup, which the outlaws, they, they do have a 10-minute horn. So when it's, you know, they got 10 minutes to get gridded up and roll out on the racetrack. And evidently Larson has some issues or didn't hear, you know, 
like I said, you you talked to you talked to Rumley, who's the crew chief and the owner of that car. They had transmission problems. They had to change the transmission. Um, they kept you know telling the the outlaw guys, hey, well for one thing, he said they never heard a horn till like a minute to go in the in the countdown. And then they tried to get a tow truck over there to push them off, and he pushed them off in the wrong direction, not where they needed to go to line up. So. You hear that, and then you got Larson saying, you know, hey, I'm I'm the only guy there. I mean, they didn't they only had like 21, 24 late models. Um, but he's parked on the other side with the sprint cars because he was doing double duty. So, I mean, he's got to deal with the sprint car and go back to the late model, go back to the sprint car, back and forth. So, you know, he's like, I got things I got to do. Like, you can't, like, kind of just give me a break. Yeah. But final decision, <clears throat> final decision was you go to the tail. And he proceeded to put on a show, which is which is pretty cool. I, you know, like I said, watching the last ten laps, I kind of wish I would have kind of knew that because that'd been a that's a hell of a show, especially at Bristol, <coughs> where it's hard to pass anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And he passed. He passed twenty one. You know, twenty four cars, and was this close to winning that deal, which is which is pretty awesome. It looked like it was probably one of the better races they've had there at Bristol, in my opinion, from what I've, you know, everything I've saw. And then Saturday was kind of a dud, I yeah. guess. I know. I, I'm listen. I'm a, I'm a dirt guy, and you put dirt on something, and you know, I'm gonna go watch it or support it or whatever. But that Bristol deal to me is, to me, the thrill is gone. I was telling somebody else that I said it's just, it's it's not a it's not a dirt track to me. Yeah. And like even. I went up there with the cup guys, and they're just like, of course, to them, it's so foreign. It's like, what, what, what are we doing up here? This is dumb. You know, why are we racing dirt? But I feel like if they went to, like, when the trucks went to Eldor, like, that was a, still a good race, you know, because it is an established dirt track. It's been there for years. They know how to prep the track. Like, Bristol is just, it's even, I mean, you take a late model and go race Eldor, it's a good show. Right. You, know, you got slide jobs. You got guys running the bottom, top. You know, people coming and going. Um, I mean, you had that that flow race the other night. I mean, I know the track was you know hammered down, a little rough, but I mean there was people coming and going. You can make moves. You can do that on a uh, on a dirt track where they know how to prepare it, or it's prepared in a certain way. You go to Bristol, like it's the layout of that racetrack. It's too narrow. Yeah. For how big that place is, like you can't really can't really run a high side and our cars aren't meant to go really that fast honestly and so you get up behind somebody if you ain't just perfect the air you know take the air off your nose and you jump the race car or you gotta you I mean you, you're going Mach one you get out of the gas and three or four people pass you just because you're that much you know they're going so much so fast around the place that a little bit of you know, a little break, you're, you're done. Well, here's the thing, Adam. Here's the best thing about it. We don't have to worry about it or talk about Bristol till next year. Sometime. Yeah, it's done. We just it's done. Put a period on it. It's done. Put it in the record books. It's over for this year. We'll let them peel the dirt back off, have a race on it on the concrete, and maybe we'll be talking about it again next year. But I know they're going to do it again. They're going to try and – well, I won't say they're doing the same thing. They, they had big news come out about North Wilkesboro that they're going to – they're gonna bring that track back, and they're gonna they're gonna put dirt on it, but they're gonna rip the asphalt up. So they're gonna race for a month on on the old surface with you know supers, um, late model stocks, and 
different divisions on that deal. And then the next month, they're going to rip the asphalt up, put dirt down, and then they're going to have the same deal. A month long of crates, modifies, big blocks, super late models. So we'll see how that goes, too. A lot of racing going to be happening out there later <laughs> on this year. Man, bless you. I'm sorry. I'm a my throat. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned Del Dora there. I, I did want to talk about that. Kyle Larson whooped him the other night. Oh, he, he lapped up to about sixth. Unbelievable. That was only a 30-lapper. Yes. Yes. I mean, that. Could you imagine a, if he could keep it together in 100 laps, he'd lap the field. The only thing is that place was first race of the year. It was a different track surface. It was than definitely is. a different track surface. I mean, a lot of people were ripping noses off and and in practice and in uh, qualifying. Um, but hey, he got $20,000 or $22,000. You know, he, he, um, he was the best car that night. And that's just, that just shows he's just a will man. I mean, he's won in every car he has sat in at Eldora. He has won a race. That says, that says that's a lot. A, that's Jack Hewitt has done that too, but this is a whole nother era here. It's a lot harder to do oh, now. Yes. <clears throat> So that that was a neat deal. And then, of course, the next night they were at Brownstown there, and Jonathan Davenport won. Yep. And Davenport's been cashing some big checks here lately and going to the bank. Yeah, he's finally – he had a little – he had a slow start to the year. And I, I ain't, I ain't going to lie. I kind of I questioned him stepping off the Lucas deal and kind of doing a, an outlaw schedule just because – not that it's it's a bad thing to do, but – we race, we're in, you know, we race the outlaw schedule, you know, week in and week out. And it almost kind of keeps you on your toes, right? Because you're always in a points battle. You always have to, you got to be spot on. Like, there's never, you can't ever let up one night and say, oh, well, we didn't, we missed the setup. We'll just pull it in or, you know, we'll run 10, 12, 13, you know. And so you always got to be on top of it. And you kind of get in that mode when you go racing, like, hey, I got to win, you know, there's points on the line or money on the line. So, you know, I kind of, I ain't going to lie, I kind of second-guessed them, you know, kind of hitting that schedule where, you know, points don't matter. So if you, you know, if you don't run good, it's not good. But he finally hit his stride, and they, he's, like you said, he's cashing some checks now. No doubt. <coughs> yeah, uh, well, we, we sort of kind of had a guest lined up for tonight, and at the last minute he fell through, so it's just me and Adam tonight talking yeah. to you. So We're just going to talk. We've, we've tried to call a few people, and. Either they're they cut, like either they're cutting grass or they got other podcasts to do or other things to do or work or washing their race car. And it's just, to, yeah, I know. we're not at the top of anybody's what, priority list. What are we doing? What's wrong with us? So if anybody's listening to this and you'd like to be a guest on the Forward Bike Podcast in the near future and you're in this the Dirt the Lake best, Model community. This is the best podcast we'll have you. you've got going on. What, yeah. what, who La can be better than last us? Last week, we had one of the best ones I felt like we'd ever had there with Ronnie Sewell, and we got a lot of good reviews on it, and a lot of people telling us they liked it and everything, and we appreciate that. And, and we did our first trivia uh, question on there and gave away some tickets to Bristol there, and congratulations to Jordan Miller on claiming those. He went both nights and uh, really enjoyed it, I believe, so congratulations to him, but... What was funny about that contest was I had two different winners or two different people tell me the correct answer at the exact same time at like four o'clock in the afternoon, like four or five hours after we'd po you know, posted the episode. And neither one of them really wanted to go. They didn't really want the tickets, but they wanted to answer the question. <laughs> they wanted to win. So then it was two or three more hours later until somebody answered it and then wanted the tickets. So I, I gave them, so Jordan won and, and I, and congratulations to him and, 
Hope you had, hope you had a lot of fun, Jordan. I know you'll probably listen to this and uh, congratulations on winning those. Uh, we're going to take a short break here on the forward bike podcast and we'll come back and, uh, tell you a little bit more. This episode is brought to you by AT&T Fiber. And in honor of their straightforward pricing, we're going to have a straightforward moment, just you and me. Be honest. When you're listening to ads like this one right here, you don't just sit there, ears glued and waiting to make a note of interesting offers, do you? Of course not. You're checking out your fantasy stats or catching up on the scores or doing any number of other things you want to do. I get it. I'm not fully paying attention to this ad either. I've got the game playing in a little window on my laptop as I read this. It's called multitasking. And now that we're being straightforward with each other, here's something else that can be totally straightforward. Your internet. No, seriously. Because when you become a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber, you don't just get super fast internet speeds, you get a bill that's straightforward all the way. Equipment fees, price increase at 12 months, not a thing here. Everything is straightforward the way it should be. And that's it. You can go ahead and check on your fantasy team now. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Welcome back to the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. I'm here with Adam Logan. We're just talking racing. And I'd like to thank Superior Pools of the South, of South Carolina for all the support they've given us and Earl Ramey Racing Engines, SRI Performance for giving us those tickets last week for the giveaway. We really appreciate them for doing that, and hopefully there's more to come. We're going to look at the schedule coming up for this coming week in the Dirt Lake Model world. That looks like the World of Outlaws are going to be up in Mississippi Thunder Speedway. Which is in Wisconsin. It's in Wisconsin, not Mississippi. You ever been there? It's on the Mississippi River is why they yes. call it that. It's yeah. confusing if you never. Yeah, well, well, a couple of years ago, um, we were racing. Set your GPS for Mississippi. Yeah, the car owner was like, yeah, I'm thinking I'll, I'll be down to Mississippi that weekend. Uh, we were supposed to race up there. I'm <laughs> like, why are you going to Mississippi? Well, we're racing Mississippi Thunder. I'm like, that's not in Mississippi. <laughs> I said, that's in Wisconsin. Oh, really? I go, yeah, it's up in Wisconsin. But that's a, I've never been there. But it's a, from watching it and talking to a few people, you know, I used to live up there. It's a nice little racetrack, racy little joint, kind of black dirt. They can, you know, you can race on the top, bottom. And I think last year they put on some pretty good shows up there. So, but we'll, we can, we'll see what happens this year. We had a few people fall off the. I had a couple fall off the tour. Off the tour, which is kind of big news, but that's, um. That's, that could be worth talking about. What we old, yeah old we can we Mark, can go there. Mark Richards and uh, the I never saw that. I never would have saw that coming. And I'll tell you. So I was watching a video there the other night on YouTube that History Mystery Man that goes around and does all that stuff. Yep. And he interviewed Brandon Shepard at Atomic, and it was the World of Outlaws race. And he asked him a question. He said, "Now what series are you running, Brandon?" And as soon as he said that, I'm like, "What a stupid question!" Like they yep. are always going to run World of Outlaws, right? Yes. And his answer was, "Wow, oh, I think we're going to run Lucas Oil Series this year. And I about spit my drink out. I couldn't believe that he said that. And then sure enough, that story came out, a press release, that they were switching to Lucas Oil. It's, um, but it was one of those deals you heard it here first, and it was that guy's YouTube channel. And I don't even think he even knew that he was breaking news. I know. It's, it's one of those things, like Mark Richards was one of the original you know, car owners on that Dirty Dozen. Way back yeah. when the outlaw started, like he... He was a car owner. I think Bart Hartman was his driver at the time. 
Correct. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he was there since day one. Um. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm sure he was kind of instrumental in getting everybody together. You know, those those twelve drivers and getting them to you know, hey, let's let's do this deal. Let's let's start this series and let's put on, you know, put a show on for the fans and and, and race up and down the road for some good money. So. You know, there's all, I mean, they, for the past few years, they've always come out of speed weeks, you know, either leading one or last year they were leading both again, you know, they were leading both last year. And it was kind of one of those deals. I mean, they raced dang near up till May about this time last year because each series was, they kind of raced every other weekend so they could do both series. And it got to this point last year and they were like, well, what do we do? And they, of course, they went with, the outlaws, because like I said, Mark's been a, such a staple on that 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 tour, and you know it used to always be, is the Rocket Tour, because almost everybody on the tour had a Rocket chassis, and you know, so it was very surprising this year that they that they decided to to switch and go with Lucas, because they were leading the Lucas points. I think they were second or third in the. They were know. like fourth in the Outlaws, but it really so, caught me off guard. Regardless, because they still could have rebounded oh, yes. and won the Outlaws. Yeah, that team you can't ever count that team out. I mean, they like last year, same deal. They they were struggling at the beginning of the year, and you know, they finally got their you know got their program in the right direction. And the next thing you know, they're you know, once again win the um, Outlaw points. So, and it could be one of those things where they've you know as a racer as a team, you know. You don't ever want to determine your race series or or what or your team or what you do by what people you know what other people say about you. But you know they've always said, well, they can't win on Lucas, can't win on Lucas. You know they always went on the Outlaw deal, and and everybody you know some people think the Lucas is better than the Outlaw, some people think the Outlaw is better than the Lucas. You know, going back and forth there. So maybe they just decided, hey, this year let's let's uh, let's put those you know whatever those rumors or whatever, like, Hey, we're going to put those to bed. We're going to go run for the Lucas championship. And if they win, Hey, they can sit there and say, Hey, we, we're, we're the best team out there. We, we can win on the outlaw circuit or we can win the Lucas championship. So if, if any team can just decide to, Hey, we're going to run this series, like kind of, I don't think it was a split decision, but something as, you know, as quick as it happened, you know, that team is, they can do it. But you think you think it had anything to do with his sponsor, like Valvoline wanting to go over there and See, make a make a splash and Lucas because they're be. clashing could, old companies. Could be. I mean, that's that's a good way for Valvoline to get their name out there. <laughs> the, the, I just thought the, about the that point, on top of yeah, my head. Yeah, the points leaders, you know, sponsored by Valvoline or Valvoline Oil, and <laughs> here they are leading the Lucas Oil Championship. Um, that could do have something to do with it, you know. It was kind of swept under the radar too at Atomic that first night. He ran second to Tyler Herb and um, failed the droop rule. Failed the droop rule. Now, like I said, you think that you know was that a determining factor in, in them and them you know saying hey, not that anybody should get special treatment, but maybe there was something that happened that they felt like it you know maybe I, that shouldn't have happened. I believe they or? said it, I believe they said they knew it was their fault. They changed their left rear shock or something and i think that's what i heard and it changed and it was an inch off and they just never checked it and they went out there and it was wrong so if it was wrong maybe that but, i mean i mean that was on them but so. mark's been real adamant about the whole droop rule the whole time and so then they got popped i don't know and it, and over over the f- past few years you know lucas has kind of 
they've stepped up quick and you know quicker than like the outlaws as far as paying you know a few years ago they started saying you know i know lucas was like on friday nights and saturday nights we're not racing for 10 grand we're racing you know if you're gonna have a friday night show with us we're gonna pay twelve thousand to win and if we run a Saturday night show, we're gonna, you know, it's gonna be at least twelve or I think it's know, fifteen. It's fifteen now, but when they first started, you know, up in the pay, it was, you know, weekend shows is gonna be twelve thousand. If you want a week show or a Sunday night show, you know, it's a, you know, we'd like it to be more, but you know, you don't have to. We can run a five thousand, eight thousand, or ten thousand one show. And so now this year, like you said, Friday nights are twelves, Saturdays are are fifteens, and I mean. They've got I eighty, they've got the. I mean, just look at their schedule. I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking about the Mississippi Thunder. We gotta kind of circle back to that. Oh for just yeah, a second, I know. I was yeah. thinking. So I was thinking, who you know, you have a lot of local show up at that. So yep. you got, you got like your Jimmy Mars and your Pat Door and your your AJ Demos, your your Chris Simpson, Chris Simpson, Chad Simpson. Simpson yep, those, those guys. guys are up there. Um, a lot of them MLRA so guys. Gonna, I think somebody's going to have a, a chance to cash in yep. on a big paycheck, fifty thousand to win. One of those local guys up there ought to have a good shot to. Uh, you'll have a lot of in there and do it. You'll have a lot of two, um, a lot of with soda guys. Because there's that's yeah, there's some guys that will probably that I've probably never heard of. Yeah. Like when we go up there, run. we always used to race up there, um, in that Wisconsin Minnesota area, and it's like it's not a super, like a super late model. It's not a hotbed. No, I mean they they race with soda late models, which is kind of like a steel headed um, motor. Um, the same, everything else is the same. It's just the motors are 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 not as um, powerful as the super guys. And so, but even though when we go race up there, you'd have um, you know probably about ten to fifteen of those um, with soda guys show up and race with us. And some of them are really good. I know that Nick Avalink up there, fifteen car. He was always strong with us. I mean, he had one night, I think it was out of gamey or that a place tad like that. Pop, popsicle or whatever. Yeah, Popsicle might be there. <laughs> tad, tad popsicle. How do you say it? I'd call him Popsicle. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to really say it. I'm from Alabama, so I can't, I can't pronounce how He's these always one of them guys names. you want to take on the dirt draft for sure. Popsicle? Luca, <laughs> Lucas Hull is going to be at Ponderosa Friday night, 12,000 to win, and then Florence Speedway in Union, Kentucky. Saturday night for fifteen thousand to win. Those will be a couple of good shows. You know, yep. I saw where Tim McCready went and ran a three thousand to win show. I saw that. Let. I saw that. I was say they rained out. They rained out, so, so he went he there and did a little testing. A little testing. So I, you got to got to put your money on him. Be a little testing tune the week before. Yeah, he should be dialed he in. He should be especially, dialed in, especially when he outran Josh Rice and everybody else that races up there. Yeah, that you can't. It's hard to beat that Josh Rice, but he's got that place figured out. Yeah, have you been to Florence? Oh, many a times, okay. yeah. You seen that kid race up there? Yeah, like we well, had Josh kid. on the podcast before you came along. Oh, before long, <laughs> long time ago. But that kid has got that place figured out, and he drives that place totally different than anybody else. And it's it, it's his brother can get the job. Yeah, his too. brother's really good there, and and Jerry will hop in the car from time to time up there, and he he'll, he's no slouch anymore. He's still got it in him. But but you just sit there and watch, and everybody else is trying to. Just trying to drive that place straight, and they, you know, on the cushion. Like when he drives that cushion, his car is so loose. But I mean, he just hooks that cushion. When he gets down, like to the end of the corner, like his car just launches forward. Like he's got that place figured out, got the setup just right there. So for T Mac to um, roll into the house Josh Rice built, um, <laughs> as what's in that what James uh, Essex yeah. likes to say, the 
the place that James Essex built. But um, that was that was pretty good for T Mac to do that. So maybe he's got a little little advantage on the other guys that are going to show up that week. There's a ton of big regional races coming up too this weekend. I see Ultimate's uh, Super Late Model Series is at Lawrence and on Friday in Lancaster Speedway on Saturday night. A couple of couple of South Carolina races. You got to bet on Zach Mitchell to Zach Mitchell run up front in those. I'm putting my money on Zach Mitchell. Spring Nationals at Boyd's on Friday night for five thousand and fifty three to win, and then the and that same series is going to be over at East Alabama East. Phoenix City on Saturday for 10,053 to win. And I believe Carson Ferguson's leading the points in that deal. So I'm not sure how many more races are left on that, but he's got a good shot to win that. He finally got him the first big win. Yeah, he won the other week. That was awesome. Crossville. Crossville. Finally got, you know, not finally, but I mean, first, what, it was it's, a, it's kind his of first a, year. That was kind of a breakthrough deal. That was good for him. He, he drove a nice race that night. Yeah, he sure did. And then the next week is next week. There's all kinds of ooh, racing on top of racing. Whatever you want to do. What if you, you want to go in Illinois? You can run all those all those races. The so the you're gonna have races. Cash, you're gonna have the flow races up in up in Illinois, Spoon River, Lincoln, and they go to Farmer City with a Mars tour, and then I think they go to Fairbury, and all those races are at least uh, Farmer City is the, the lowest paying, and it pays fifteen fifteen thousand dollars. But then down here in in our area, we got the uh, the XR series. They're gonna be at Charlotte for four nights, paying twenty five thousand for the first three, and then fifty for that last night. It's so. good to see the Colossal One Hundred make a return with those XR guys putting that on. And I believe Jonathan Davenport's leading the points in Castro and XR right now, so he's got a choice to make. But I'm pretty sure it says on his. I think it's on his schedule. That he's gonna be at Charlotte all those be four, at Charlotte. all four of those nights. So. That'd I'm be, looking forward to going to Charlotte, uh, some big races right here in our backyard all week long. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm probably gonna be there all four nights. Yeah, all four nights is woo racing. It's been a while. <laughs> I've been stuck. Yeah. Like I said, I've been stuck in NASCAR land. I gotta get back to the dirt track. They're gonna forget who I am. When are you going to another? Are you are you are you still on that deal for the NASCAR? And I don't know. Probably, probably I gotta. I'm. I'm not doing this weekend. They're. they're which is, Darlington's actually a pretty cool track. I probably should have done it. Darlington but, would be a good one to go to. But I I told him I wanted to go do some, I like, if, if you don't mind, can I take a week off? And so we, I think we've hired, fingers crossed, we found the guy, that, you know, that can do that trailer for the rest of the year. So more than likely what I'll do is I'll end up going probably to Texas and back when they come to Charlotte just to kind of help the new guy out, get him, get him acclimated with the computer system and get him going and then I can come back and then I come back to the dirt track where I belong. That NASCAR stuff it's, whew, <laughs> it's, it's different. It's it's way different. So it's like it's just it's too much. Too much. So I'm looking forward to that deal at Charlotte. I'm gonna go over there all four of those nights too and I think it'll looking be, forward to it. I think it'll be good. I, I hope I mean the place I think if they have four nights on it, I hope hopefully get it, you know four different nights of yeah. racetrack. Like, I mean, I know if they can get it, you know, kind of hooked up or not, that'd be kind of cool to watch them do that and then maybe slick it off. And hopefully, I mean, it, hopefully it puts on some good racing. That'd be nice. That'd be some, that'd be, like I said, four nights, 25,000 first three and 50. It'd be, be a big weekend. For sure. Yep, so I'm going to go to that. What about the tires, though? Do you know any, uh, hear anything more about who's going to be able to keep up? You got any tires? 
Are we going to have any? I don't know. Well, call Hoosier. Let's <laughs> get what, them on the phone. Let's get Hoosier on the podcast and ask them what the they deal ain't is. Answer the phone. They don't care. But I heard a. Uh, so I brought that up for a reason. I, I was talking to a guy the other day, and I'm not going to name any names, but he's uh, pretty good in the know. And he was talking about the. Uh, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I guess I'll go ahead and just oh, say. It don't matter. We're just. It's just what a does, podcast. Nobody they listens. They to don't us. listen to us. Evidently, we can't get nobody on the. Nobody listens to us. But he he was saying that basically, who's your tires? Reached out to like the all stars, which that's sprint cars. Mm-hmm. And try to get them to postpone the whole month of racing so they can get caught up on tires. And right. I believe, I believe they said, "No, we're not doing that. If we're if we're going to shut down, the world of outlaws has got to too, because all my guys will go over there and run." Yeah. So I mean, so you can't do root. that. No. And speaking of that, the four ten sprint cars is just huge right now. There was a huge car counts everywhere. I know we're a late model show, but I kind of watched a lot of sprint car racing on TV this weekend in PA. There was full fields of cars everywhere there was more sprint cars in the state of pennsylvania and ohio yep the sprint there, cars, there was a couple hundred sprint cars in those two just those two states alone four tens i think what's helped that deal was tony stewart taking over that all-star circuit yeah because it wasn't it's always been an all-star series but it ain't been really that i mean it, they didn't pay that much and tony took it over a couple years ago and he's finally you know bringing in some good sponsors going to some good racetracks and putting up more and more money for those guys to do it. So now it's almost, I wouldn't, it's still no world of outlaws. That's going to be the best out there. In my opinion, I'm, I'm more of an all-stars fan right now. I like what they're doing, but um, you got more like the big dog, like star power names on the outlaws right now, but who's to say it don't swing. Yeah. yeah, But, but with you saying that, I mean, him putting the more money, now you got, you know, the regional guys or the young and up and comers have a place to go race and, not race for peanuts. They're actually racing for some good money and good tracks and a and a good you know organization to be racing under. So maybe that maybe there'll be maybe it is turning into the late model world. We got Lucas and World of Outlaw. Well, but, now hell, we got four of them. But it's like they're competing for cars on the late model side. But there's enough cars to go around for yeah for days in the sprint car business yep. right now. Right now, and that PA that's that's a tough which, area to go up to in the PA areas. Which there really is too in the super late model business too. I shouldn't discount that. We've got a lot of regional series trying to yeah make it happen. But yeah, right now, I mean, if you think about it, we've got four major series in dirt late model. Yeah, you know, that's got true. The flow started up last year, and they've XR, they've, they've and Lucas. Yep. So I mean, it's it's pretty big time. You got yep. a lot of choices. You got a lot of choices in where you want to race every and, night of the week. And you almost can you almost can sit back like Chris Madge is doing this year, and, and a little bit of JD, and you kind of say, "Well, I'm not going to travel as much because you don't have to." You I mean most you know here lately? Bristol's been in the south, and then XR went down to they went down to Florida. For that, uh, for the all tech race, and then now the next one's going to be up in Charlotte. So, paying big money in certain areas, you know, big, drivers ain't got a big points fund that's rewarding mm-hmm. them, and they're, they're staying on it, you know. And then the flow deal, flow deal kind of is bounced around. They started up in, you know, Ohio at, up at Eldora and then went over to Brownstown. Then the next races they have is going to be up there in Illinois. So, you know, now, now all them guys can race for big money, they don't have to travel very far. So, that's good for them guys. And then, of course, you know, Lucas and World of Outlaw, they bounce around all over the country. But I think it's, like I said, I, it's the sport's healthy right now. and It is, if we could just get tires. If we can get tires. It just it worries me. I mean, you know, let's race like next week in uh, 
at Charlotte, you've got 602s and 604s yeah. and super late models all trying to run the same tires, and they're just not enough to go no, around. No, it's just – it's. It worries me. Uh, it worries me. Just, I mean, it's same thing. I want to see every, I don't want to see somebody uh, leave their car on jack stands just because they couldn't get, they tires. get tires. They'd go race, but they couldn't. You know, that's tires or any, anything that's ridiculous. right now. Anything right now, you yeah. can't get. Like, you know, if you if you blow a motor, some of them guys they don't have they don't have the no the parts not. to the rebuild a motor or anything. So, what do you do? Go pop one. It's like Scott Bloomquist mentioned on his podcast the other week about that about. Uh, he's why would I go run a race for five thousand to win? Where my stuff out when I can save mine for twenty thousand? And, <laughs> ah, and but he's right though. But I way. mean, it's true. I mean, in, in this economy, so it's it was something to think about. And he's pretty. He's always been pretty smart. And it's all. I mean, we all, we kind of did the same thing when we raced on the outlaw circuit. Like we normally didn't race a race unless it was at least ten thousand to win, because I mean. You gotta take. You gotta load your car up. I mean, now all that's gonna cost. You know, cost the same. But in the same same token, like Scott was saying, why would you wear your stuff out for five grand, or why would you show up to a race for five grand in his situation? In his know, situation. In his situation. Of course, there's some guys. That, some guys have to. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. don't. I'm not saying here we ain't supposed to pay five thousand wins. But like a Scott Bloomquist, you know, showing up. The next thing you know, why why is XR gonna pay fifty thousand? Guy down the street paid five and Scott Bloomquist showed up. There's no reason for us to pay fifty thousand to get Scott to show up, right? So that's a double edged sword, whatever you want to do. But I do, I don't disagree with him. Why I'm going my stuff out for five thousand? I can go get twenty five. Especially at his point in his career. Yeah. He don't you know, he don't I shouldn't say he don't need the money, but he's he's just gotta be smart about where he chooses to go. Yep. So and he's got a million dollars on his mind coming up in June there. The Eldora was he up there for this race? I don't remember if he was or not. Was he at the flow race? I don't remember. I don't think he was. I don't think so. <clears throat> but he said he's preparing himself for, for that million. He said to look out. He said bet on zero. Bet on zero. So it's, hard, it's hard not to. <laughs> I mean, he's got that place figured out. I mean, he's he's raced a million laps around there. He's one, I mean, you can't count him out when you go to Eldora. That's right. Well, him, let's, or, uh, him or J.D.? Let's try to wrap this thing up and go go find us something to eat. You hungry? Yeah, I'm going somewhere. Where are we going? <laughs> I you buying? Know. Yeah. You buying? Yeah. We, well, I got, we that it, Na- I got that NASCAR money You got now. that NASCAR I money. I got that NASCAR money now. I, I might ought to buy it tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here. I think we've uh, stirred up enough controversy for one night. Next we'll week. Get, we'll get them mad at us. Yeah, next. I think we're going to take next week off due to that race being at Charlotte there. But hopefully – Hopefully we can line something up pretty cool there while we're while we're at that event. Maybe get some interviews lined up there and yeah, we'll shake some hands and kiss some babies and yeah. hopefully convince someone to come on this podcast. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll skip that one next week and uh, go and enjoy those races here in Charlotte, and then we'll come back after that and hopefully have plenty of content to bring you. So uh, for Adam Logan, I'm Kyle Armstrong. This has been another episode of the Forward Bike Podcast. We'll see you next time.